Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Governor. G'day viewers. G'day viewers. <laughs> Radio Hot Lab episode 58, or should it say 57 part 2. But we're going to sort of start where we left off suddenly. We left you in suspense. <laughs> About 10 minutes past 1 on the uh, Sunday afternoon, the last three hours of the Le Mans 24 hour, where our, um, our friend Alan Simonson had aquaplaned at the chicane, the first chicane on the Molson Strait, and had uh, run into a tyre barrier, which flipped up in the air it's quite spectacularly, bounced off the roof, leaving a big dent, took the rear wing off, and um, off it kept going. So we uh, circulated around laps uh, a couple of times there, while the parts were um, brought in by the uh, very efficient Porsche uh, factory uh, squad, yeah, uh, and um, and Pirelli obviously came in with some some fresh fresh new tyres as well. Um, we were a few laps ahead of Adrian Newey's Ferrari, um, so with Alan doing four minute twenty eight second laps there, um, and uh, and Newey doing nearly five minute laps, we went, and we had three laps up. We had about sixteen minutes of of of, of leeway, so um, a couple of laps, and then came in and put the put the car back together again. It didn't look real pretty. Well. It's not how it. Uh, no one's really looking at the car when they're standing on the podium, are they? No. Well, earlier in the day, the uh, the a tyre had had, uh, had gone on the front right, and it had taken out the garden and also part of the number. So a spray can was used to to paint the car on there. Yeah, that was pretty. That was very McLaren-like, really. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, look, we, we the, the rain came down even harder and harder, and like to, towards the end, it was a bit mad there because the safety car came out about. 30 minutes before the end, then it just decided to go back in 10 minutes before the yeah, end of the race was on. Yeah, that was very NASCAR-like. It was kind of like, well, okay, yeah, we want to have a green finish kind of thing, and, you know, the rain really hadn't stopped. Um, so, yes, a very, very strange kind of decision is kind of going on there. But, uh, no, very good result for those guys, and um, obviously a very, big, uh, a very big weekend. Audi triumphing again, but... You would think um, a very interesting race. Audi kind of put under pressure. Two of their cars taken home on the back of a um, uh, on the back of the junk heap. Um, very badly, uh, very very badly badly damaged. And um, French finished uh, second and third. The Peugeot finishing second, and uh, Henri Pescarolo um, finishing third. But. Uh, Another win for the Diesel, and uh, second win in a row for uh, Frankie Beeler, uh, Manuali Piro, and Marco Werner. And uh, our friend Alan Simpson got on the podium for the first time as a rookie at Le Mans, third place, along with uh, Lars Eric Nielsen and Pierre Arret. And of course, the class won by the uh, IMSA Matmut Porsche with uh, Richard Leitz, Pat Long, Pat Long, and, and Raymond Narek. Oh, there you go. That's a good memory because you've been writing that in your press release all week. Oh, I have been. Um, the GT2 <laughs> class, our mate Brabs uh, took the win for Aston GT1. Martin. Uh, sorry, GT1 uh, for Aston Martin with Darren Turner and uh, Rickard Rydell. The Corvette. Uh, Ron Fellows, Jan Magnussen, and Johnny O'Connell finishing second. Probably Ron's last. 24 hour, um, which is a bit sad, which will certainly be sad to see him go. 
and the uh, Labra Aston Martin um, finishing third. GT2 was like whoever was running at the finish because... P2. Uh, sorry. <laughs> what did I say? GT2 again. Okay, well, I guess... G- this yeah, just GT2 G- day? G- yeah, yeah, G- yeah. Yes, this will be the GT2 episode. P2 was the Bill Binney car. Um, one, uh, Adrian Fernandez's Zytec was second and they were the only guys left uh, left running. And what happens like um, that? Does it only have two people on the podium? Is the third place empty? Uh, yep. That's odd. It's, well, it's no one running. Have you ever seen a race before where, this, where the podium wasn't filled? Um, quite often. Mm. In, in GT2, in, uh, GT2 in, <laughs> in P2 at Le Mans, just about every year. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes, and that's a, um, a great win for Brabs because it's a long time since Aston Martin's done that. Uh, 1959, Aston Martin won out, outright. Now David Richards made a couple of... Um, off the cuff quotes that uh, maybe they'd, they'd like to go back and win um, win outright. In fact, the uh, Le Mans organisers, the ACO, are saying that as of 2010, there's going to be the outright class will be uh, coupes, coupes, whichever way you like to say it, with a French slant or um, basically cars with a roof. So it's going to go back to um, you know the likes of the Porsche 956, the, the Jaguar XJ12. Uh, Ford GT40, Ferraris, that kind of ilk of uh, of car. Uh, I think the uh, P2 car may P2 class may remain as an open-topped car, but that will be the main kind of point of difference. So you will see more cars like like the uh, Peugeot. Um, however, the plan is to make them um, looking a little more like their road-going variant. So, uh, and that's good news for club races because there'd be a, like a, a rash of Audi R8s running around like called apart, you know, just like <laughs> that someone can afford. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, so it'll, it'll be a bit like kind of uh, you know. DTM and NASCAR, where they kind of whack a bunch of stickers over the front of the car to make it, you know, so it's got the same grill and the same kind of looking headlights as what, uh, as what's in the road car. But uh, no, it will be interesting. Will be interesting to see. Uh, personally, yeah, I kind of like the closed top cars. I think that's kind of, you know, what I grew up thinking. Yeah, Van Schupen r- running around and Jeff Brabham and those guys running around at Le Mans uh, with a roof over their head. Um, uh, contrasting contrasting thoughts. They're better uh, um, better aerodynamically from a driver's perspective. Though they're, they're not really better ergonomically, as we saw with the, with the Peugeot. You know, the guys kind of trying to get in and out of the car. So obviously a lot easier with an open top car if you haven't got a roof. Good for the air conditioning manufacturers. And um, as the the rules have come in for this time this year, where the cars must have an um 32 degree cabin temperature or no more than 10 degrees above the ambient I thought uh, there was going to be more trouble sort of warnings and people getting black flagged and so on associated with that but it didn't seem to eventuate yeah I'm not quite sure that's doesn't seem quite right, does it? Like, what about if the ambient is 32 well, degrees? Well, the trouble is they were cooking... They were nearly... Like, the Aston Martin was nearly cooking blokes a couple of years ago, and um, I suppose, you know, you don't really want to end up kind of, you know... Oh, I'm all b- for it, basically. but whether you can actually actually physically, you know, mechanically do it. Well, if everyone's got to do it, everyone's got to do it. So, you know, in that uh, in that aspect, it's uh, it's not so bad. Well, luckily, the weather wasn't uh, too hot. In fact, it was, no. it was downright nasty. <laughs> yeah, you spent near the heater in the car and some of them. It was... Uh, the the, the roughest weather I've seen for a long time at any race and certainly the, 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 the most troublesome I've seen at Le Mans and 
but not as uh, troublesome as uh, my uh, friends in the airline business, uh, British Airways. Because as reported to you last week, viewers, the big bag has still not arrived. Big, big shout out to the British Airways yes, uh, baggage department. Yeah. Hi guys, how are you? Hope you're having a great day. So um, after uh, the celebrations but, of Le Mans... But wait, there's more. Yes, but after the celebration of Le Mans, that's right, Paulie, um, I decided to... Um, make a beeline back up to... I was going to go to Copenhagen with uh, with Lars, Eric and, and, and Alan and have a bit of a party, but then, look, you know, we missed the flight courtesy of a couple of gendarmes because we were shooting down the freeway at 230 kilometres an hour with everyone asleep in the back of the car. So you came and freeloaded at my place instead? I did. I came from well, here. I am in uh, in Putney Bridge Road, Putney, um, back Wadsworth. in Wadsworth, Wadsworth, back in back in London. Um, having gone to the Paris uh, baggage counter to find that there is no bag, but then the French got sort of, oh, you you have been uh, messed around and gave me two hundred and twenty five euros, which I promptly bought a ticket back to to London to try to find um, try, to, the, try find, to try to find someone that spoke English in the baggage department. And buy some fresh clothes. But uh, viewers, can I tell you that, yes, they managed to lose the replacement bag between Paris and London, which didn't turn up until only just yesterday, which was, you know, four days later in the meantime. Which was good because it had my race suit in it that I lent him for the weekend, so... Uh Although as much as it, it would have been nice for his insurance to buy me, you know, well, a second a, a, yeah, yeah, a brand new. Well, so we've already won the first bag, yeah. which has never been signed since. So it actually has been quite a taxing experience this week, just getting around to buy uh, buy all the stuff because it's not like home, is it, with DJs and miles? Like if, if they, they the brand stores are there, but they are individual stores, and I don't know why someone didn't just tell me to go to Regent Street because it's all right there, but relieve you a bit of cash though it's 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 phone book phone numbers isn't it like buying stuff here you've now, just got to go look 30 pounds is 30 dollars otherwise it does your head in and that's what a t-shirt costs yeah it, well it's fine if you're earning british pounds if you're earning the uh, the poor old, uh, poor old pacific peso then uh, yeah that becomes uh, <laughs> becomes a bit of an issue but it's been nice to be here for a few days paul and um had a look at the, that magnificent store that Jen's working at, Whole Foods. Oh, it is unbelievable. Whole Foods Market. Um, uh, What's the website? Why do people look? Favourite store on the face of the planet. Um, have been known to have a uh, stopover. Actually, on my way to Le Mans with uh, my photographer, mate, Rick Dole, on the way to... Um, Who's done some great uh, shots um, this week in auto autosport, especially one of, of Brabs on the podium, uh, like Garn Burko. Yeah, indeed. Um, we actually had a four-hour stopover in New York on the way and so proceeded to jump a cab, uh, go to Whole Foods Market in Columbus Circle near Hyde Park for lunch and uh, turn around and get in the cab again and, um, and go back. And if you've ever been to... Uh, JFK Airport, you'll know that that's a much better idea than trying to eat some of the junk that they serve up there. Oh, it's just, it redefines like um, going shopping, doesn't it? WholeFoodsMarket.com. Um, really, really cool. And look, they podcast. They do. They do. You can uh, you can find out all about Go to iTunes and uh, dial up um, Whole Foods and they have some great stuff on um, cooking tips and great foods and stuff Got like that. Got a uh, really nice piece of and, sirloin from Larry the Butcher there this week. Cooked up a storm. It was lovely, wasn't yes, it? Yes, indeed. And they also uh, even sell Cooper's Pale Ale, which is even better. They do indeed. But, uh, yeah, just on that on that note of that, that sirloin, how how damn good was it? But I learnt something from Larry is, like, viewers, I've always thought you didn't salt beef because it dried it out, but it was okay with lamb. But he said, no, you really do need to salt it. And then it was confirmed again by something else I was watching on TV. But it was a little bit fatty on one side. Cook it fat side down. Um, and, um, yeah, that was the tip. Put it in for 30 minutes at, like, absolutely red hot. Then then uh, throttle it back to, if you like it, medium rare or, or, you know, pink in the middle. About 10 minutes per 500 grams. And then let it have a little relax while you have a glass of vino. Because there's no, um, no barbecues here in the UK. We have no backyard, so no teppanyaki kind of going on uh, 
a la uh, Radio Hot Lab headquarters. No, we do, it's quite expansive. Uh, last night we went to what park did we go to? Regent's Park? Uh, Regent Park for the Taste of London Festival and... Um, at least British Airways got your free ticket into that and some free, a uh, little bit of a free feed. <laughs> That's right, yeah, it was uh, quite interesting there and had, had a little uh, bit of a mushroom risotto um, and yeah. a glass of bubbly and a little daub of beef with some creamy mashed potatoes from some French bloke. He's apparently important. Oh, they're all important. Chefs, big celebrities over here, they're like big celebrities. <laughs> yes, they are. So, um, mate, what's been happening in tech this week? I noticed that um, that Apple has uh, put out a... Uh, iPhone, iPhone, 20, iPhone. Yeah, very iPhone. iPhone, 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 iPhone and iPhone. And, listen, and, of course, if you're listening anywhere other than America, then it's really not going to make a whole crack of difference to you because you can't get one unless you are there. But um, now there is a 20-minute downloadable video or you can watch the tour about how to use the iPhone and look, it won't be long before it gets here. But what's also interesting is that they've, you know, they've released Safari for Windows and they'll probably t- try to tie this together because you know, Safari is working on the iPhone and so sort of they're trying to entice a whole new market. Well, what the, uh, the, there's, a number of, uh, there's a number of kind of reasons apparently behind that. One is um, to develop web apps that are suitable for use on the iPhone. Now, most of the... Uh, Probably most of the developers are probably um, PC-based rather than Mac-based, so it kind of allows people to. Um, um, it allows people. <laughs> now you've lost my train of thought. Um, the uh, so if you're going to develop those apps, it's you can still kind of develop that on a, on a PC and use Safari and test it and so forth because it's basically the same interface. Um, the other thought that uh, I heard somebody throw up was the fact that the little um, Google search bar in the corner, now, even if Apple got like 0.1% of the web market, um, uh, of the browser market, um, that 0.1% will still drag in a serious amount of cash um, courtesy of Google searches. Um, so, um, interesting. Well, the other bit of tech was this week we stumbled across Broadcast Live at Earl's Court 2 and um, thought we'd go and have a look at that, it, hoping that it'd be a lot more sort of podcasting and, and, you know, internet digital media, but it was all very high-definition video and, and... TV kind of stuff, TV. which is fine if you're making real TV and so forth, but no, it was still quite interesting to see some see some of the, some of the kit. Um... Most of, me, most of which would be seriously over, uh, serious overkill for uh, producing a Radio Hot Lab. Yes, exactly. I mean, you don't need high definition if you're going to be going out to an iPod, or uh, let alone if you're, if you're only doing audio. However, <laughs> however, if you end up kind of making the, um, the Radio Hot Lab high def um, television show downloadable to your uh, Apple TV, which now comes with a 160 gig hard drive and is now available... And, um, and YouTube connection. And, and a YouTube connection. In a moment's um, time, next week, I think. Uh, no, no, it's, no, it's up. Oh, well, it's, I went to the up. Apple store, they said it's not here yet. Uh, no, no, it's up and working. Well, it is up and... De- okay, well, very good. De- definitely, up and, uh, definitely up and running. Um, interestingly, all the videos re-encoded to uh, H.264 rather than uh, Flash. Rather than Flash. Mm. And, you ch- and the same thing, YouTube will be coming to your iPhone. That uh, will mean that you want a very, uh, a very, very big data plan or, uh, or limitless data plan with yeah. your phone. Because well, because the other thing is the, uh, the iPhone doesn't do Flash. No. It doesn't. That's a bit interesting. 
It is, especially if you go to... Uh, even if it was from Flash from a vector graphic point of view, not the video side of things. Well, even if, uh, if, you, if you go to the... Um, it would have the to very, The very well uh, produced and a big plug to uh, all the guys at, uh, at, at Fingal, um, who are my, uh, my employees, employees here in, in, in the UK. Well, people invite you back monthly after they give you a bag of money. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, they, keep, they keep asking me back, keep asking me to do things. But no, we've just done the, um, the Honda Racing F1 site, which is uh, a very clever, beautiful, beautiful site, but of course it's all in Flash. So. Uh, but like, I think we need to clarify what you're what saying they're... there is that they say the phone won't run Flash video, it will still run Flash as like um, uh, SWF files. I don't know that it does. Well, you think about how many websites are out there that would have Flash on it. How many, like, there'd be just about every website you wouldn't see it. If there's 97% of it, it's like, he's typing in Flash on the iPhone, and it's not, no Flash video, I'm positive that would be the case, because otherwise, you know, it's just, that's a different codec for the video. Anyway. We don't know. The quality. We'll have to. um, We'll get back to you on that. Yeah. the, uh, the, the improved quality of this week's show has been proudly brought to you by International Pauly Audio Services here in Putney. What are we doing? It's all a bit different. Um, it is a bit, is a, is a, is a little different. Um, it'll, um, talk don't, worry, rec- don't worry, we'll be back to crap next week. <laughs> it's all recorded. Well, I've actually, I've actually, taught, uh, I've actually taught Hardy how to fix, uh, fix his audio to a certain extent. Uh, this is all produced... Not that I was listening. Uh, this is all produced, uh, recorded in uh, Amadeus, and, uh, which is Amadeus 2, which is a little uh, recording program, a little app that's uh, very handy, and then run, run through Levelator, which is a fantastic little program put together by uh, Gigavox Media. So when we're talking really low... Or shouting really loud! Um, it, it actually... And waving your hands around. And waving your hands around. Very... Very almost Italian-like, really. Um, it actually, um, uh, it's not. It's not going to. Uh, you're not going to blow your ears out. Um, so uh, we'll test that. And of course, if it still blows your ears out, then we'll have to get on to the guys at Level later and tell them to fix fix their program. But back to the other side. Just of the trying world. to bring the quality of the audio production up. To up to the same extreme quality of the content. Oh, Paul, you say the nicest things. Full of shit, really. Going back, <laughs> going back to uh, to the Southern Hemisphere, it's uh, Hidden Valley Supercar Round this weekend, and uh, I mate, uh, also from the, the previous race, Mark Scaife's back on form. He's won the first race, uh, was fastest in the two practice sessions, qualified uh, third. He's won, he's back on the money. Who's on pole? Uh, Rick Kelly. Hmm. And, like, um, is that like who's on first? And uh, Jack Ellsgood, fastest in the first and second practice session, qualified fourth and came second in the race with Gary Baxter winning and Grant Johnson behind the V8 Utes. So that will effectively, if you were to do the maths from there, Jacqueline's back on top again because there's only one point between them. Jack's back. <laughs> so, uh, mate, so we don't have a lot of time today because I've got to get to, from here you to uh, Gatwick Airport and then, uh, oh, it's a troublesome, troublesome life off to Geneva to uh, catch up with, uh, with Rob. So, uh, yeah, 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 there's the sirens coming to get you, you know, in the, in, in the street outside. Um, Took a few sneaky meals down there before we uh, uh, drive up to uh, Nürburgring for the 1,000-kilometre race, so Le Mans 3. So what's your thoughts on the whole, um, the newly renamed Britain's Lewis Hamilton um, phenomena? <laughs> well, look, I mean, uh, because we're inside the sport, I suppose, you know, you're just, just great to see anyone doing well. But I look, yeah, I reckon it's absolutely unreal because it's just going to open up like a, a whole new market. People people that just uh, didn't follow the sport will. 
Yeah, well, it's like kind of like the you know they're calling him the Tiger Woods of uh, the Tiger Woods of motor racing, and you know some wag actually said, oh, uh, maybe Tiger Woods is the Lewis Hamilton of golf, but. Uh, He's certainly doing a uh, certainly doing a fantastic job, and interestingly, uh, apparently, uh, unlike the Senna and Prost days at McLaren, where the two guys absolutely hated each other's guts, um, despite the best efforts of the uh, the British press who um, do their darndest to, uh, to, to, to to ruin it, and the Spanish press, basically the the, the press in general. Always kind of looking for a story, always looking to um, stir the pot. Um, Lewis and um, Fernando have apparently made a pact that they will not talk about each other unless each other are in the same room at the same time. Um, so if that way things can't get kind of taken out of co- can't get taken out of context, and two things that happen, it's going to calm things down a little bit. Or the two of them are going to end up with a big slag fest on the uh, and the post race. Uh, well, the press uh, love that because that means I'll sell some more newspapers. But uh, and I did read this week that uh, um, Lewis's grandfather, um, who lives in where, where is where the family? It's in the, Car- in the Caribbean. Yeah, was um, very fast on a motorcycle. Uh, like 50 years ago, and he was always herring around the countryside and delivering this and that. And they, they, um, yes, it was. Uh, just a natural, and he never crashed. So they were actually speculating whether there might have been something, you know, in the air for people in that part of the world, and the genes which makes the Lewis faster than anyone else. Well, the Caribbean have kind of have, um, spat out a fair few fast bowlers in playing cricket over the years. I wonder if that's got something to do with it. Um, no, look, he's doing a he's doing a fantastic job, and uh, it's made our guys um, uh, our guys at Fingal who look after the Silverstone account they can take the rest of the month off basically because um, we're not going to have any trouble selling tickets for the British Grand Prix. Um, that is good, isn't it? They're yeah. going to be, uh, if, if anything, we're going to be going to turn turning them away at the door. Um, it's really, uh, you know, the Brits really kind of between Lewis Hamilton and David Beckham, they're kind of like the two kind of big names at the moment, and uh, both doing uh, both doing exceptionally well. And uh, it's great to see. It's going to be really interesting to see how the season develops. Um, he's got a ten point gap at the moment, but. Only something silly has to get has to happen. McLaren seem to have a dis- distinct advantage. Really, it's going to be Hamilton or uh, Alonso are really going to at the moment on pure pace. They're going to be one two pretty much you know relative relatively easily unless Ferrari or BMW kind of step up to step up to the plate. You know, it only takes it only takes a minor little you know a flat tire or a you know a, a technical problem and ne- next thing kind of Alonso square in the championships at the championships level again. I think pro- I'm kind of guessing in the long run as the season kind of progresses, I'm tipping that Alonso is probably going to win the championship. However, if Hamilton does it, man, 100% marks to him. It's the most impressive, impressive. Debut and a long while, and Bernie Eccleston's just got to be rubbing his hands with glee. His big name, Michael Schumacher, sails off into the sunset to sit on his. You know, you'll probably be neighbours of your mate Rob, kind of, you know, counting, uh, uh, counting his shekels in Geneva or sitting on the sitting in Switzerland somewhere, playing with his wife's horses and just you know taking the kids out for a walk. Um, so the big name's gone, and next thing, an even bigger name erupts onto the uh, a bigger personality, um, far more media friendly. You know, Huey was great, but he's you know, Germans aren't known for their sense of humour. Um, 
Hamilton's just the real deal. He's just the perfect, the perfect, and the whole minority thing. You know, the fact he's just opening opening up to a whole bunch of a whole bunch of new people, and now getting interested in Formula One. It is. That's right. Absolutely. And uh, James Courtney might even win a supercar race. You never know. <laughs> he could. It's coming up soon. It's got to be. You never know. Um, yeah, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya would have to be sort of uh, sort of watching the TV with interest there. The the change in fortune of McLaren from uh, he didn't care. No, the interesting thing is Kimi Raikkonen must be going. Mm, why did I? Oh, why did I go off to a Ferrari? The bad energy levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. Look, you got to be the complete package. You've got to be a hundred percent in the car and out the car. And Kimmy is Kimmy is probably the fastest on pure. Well, was whether he's absolute, whether he's faster than Hamilton. I don't know, but he was the fastest guy in the field. Not the best racing driver in the field, but he was the fastest guy in the field. Fast doesn't cut it. Um, you know, you, you've got to have the, you've got to have the complete package. It wouldn't be a radio show with us, unless we were having a beer. So it's a little early. What it, are you it, having? It is a little early. <laughs> we don't usually do them in the morning because we usually need a bit of amber motivational liquid. It's, it's twelve o'clock somewhere. Well, what have you been drinking? Well, at um, Velton's, I think it is. That's. Uh, well, I remember Velton's was um, on the, the Williams Formula One car a few years back. It was Velton's is from. Where is Velton's from? That doesn't look like it. That's it. That's it. Oh, okay. It's, it's uh, Belgian, is it? Or I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, oh, it's a lovely picture of a brewery. That's, a, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting website. Uh, Deutschland. Okay. A German beer. Yes. Well, um, actually, very uh, quite pleasant. Very pleasant. And look at the little uh, lovely oh, piece. That is so cool. <laughs> go, go to Veltons.com. You see a lovely picture of the... Uh, of the factory. With the factory. T- and, little... and in Flash, there's a couple of little birds. Like, like... They, look, they look like those pterodactyls, though. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one coming in. How funny is that? Isn't that bizarre? And on the bottom just, uh, of the, just, the bottom just, of the bo- just uh, control click on that and just see, is that a Flash uh, graphic? Well, it's got to be. It, it is, yeah. yeah. it's Flash, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, so we had a Veltons. I had a little sip of um, Asahi uh, Asahi last night. At um, uh, yeah, you got little like water yeah, droplets funky. dropping down the bottom of the bottom of the um, page as well. I'll tell you something that I saw, which was absolutely amazing this week. I sat in at um, uh, broadcast live uh, one of the Apple professional demonstrations on Motion Three, which is a package uh, part of uh, Final Cut Pro S- Studio Two. It is simply amazing. I mean, we were wandering around talking, wanting to try and find people who could provide us uh, with some software for virtual sets. That's sets. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So that we can, you know, effectively blue screen and and ourselves anywhere we want. Well, Motion does all that. And and what's what's, what's more is you can just create all your graphics in Photoshop um, and bring all the layered shapes in and just make, select them and, and just uh, say turn this into a drop zone and so a graphic, the video just drops onto it and you have a full 3D space so you can you can look at things from a, a grid, a isometric grid perspective and set up cameras and fly through the whole thing it really is is, uh, is quite clever indeed now you're dialing uh, I'm dialing he's dialing, we'll see whether we can get someone on the uh, oh you've just bought something from iTunes 
Oh, I'm buying stuff from iTunes all the time. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's I get pretty... a I get a Christmas card as being one of their best customers. It's pretty interesting. So um, we're just uh, we're calling Paulie. No, who is it? <laughs> well, Willie. Willie, answer the phone. I'd be playing soccer with Mitchie at eight o'clock on a uh, Sunday night. Now you say I'd be a bloody customer. Hello. 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 Radio Hot Lap, episode 58, JP. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. What's going on? Where are you? Uh, we're sitting here at Putney. Sitting, si- sitting, in, your, Putney? Sit- sitting in your old neighbourhood. You were right. You, you definitely are sitting in my old neighbourhood. How about that? Mate, the reason we had to ring you is because it's uh, only at 25 uh, past 11, um, and we were wondering what we're having a drink, but we knew you'd be having one. Well, yeah, yeah, well, we're having actually a very nice um, uh, red from uh, the Kurnawara, mm-hmm. uh, name of which escapes me right at the moment. Uh, Riddock, Riddock Red, uh, 2002, I believe, which oh. is very nice. We're actually around at Paul and Glenis's for, uh, for dinner. Oh, oh, lovely. There you go. We well, just had a, a deluxe um, scotch fillet with uh, baked potato and all the business. And uh, yeah, we're we're on the wine. So there you go. Well, if we wanted to have, uh, if we wanted to spend, if we wanted to spend thirty pounds, we could have had a um, uh, a glass of Grange last night at the uh, Taste of London festival in Regent's Park. But uh, we thought, no, nah, no, we didn't. There. It actually, price wise, compared to what you can get at in Australia, you can actually get Grange cheaper over here. It was five fifty five JP up at McGill Estate when the launch of the two thousand and one, which was recently uh, opened up to the public, and I think it was about four eighty five at. Uh, at Booze Brothers. So <laughs> 30, right? 30 pounds for 125, yeah. but consider you get five out of a bottle, so that's 150 pounds. Mate, it's a bit of a deal. We've been ripped off. Well, we are, obviously. They might be buying bulk, though. It's, it's, it's a supply and demand deal, though. Yeah, it's the old story, isn't it? Anyway, what's news from your side of the world? Oh, not a lot. Just, you know, well, life goes on. Bit, bit, uh, bit quiet without you, Eddie Hardy. Well, how, mate? Been round to see the dogs? Have you been round to see the dogs? You need talking to the phone. Ah. Oh. We don't want him anymore, do we? There you go. <laughs> well, so much for that. We'll ring him back. I've thrown my, I've thrown my, uh, my train of thought. Yeah, but uh, as I was saying, Motion 3, an amazing, amazing application. Uh, really, really cool stuff, so... Um, I'm going to learn that. There you go. I'm going to, I've got to get a new career. Really? Well, we are going to go video. We've just got to make it all up. Oh, I think what happened is maybe the battery went flat on this phone. Uh, so we're not quite high-tech enough that we actually have... Uh, um, oh, there you go. Ah, we're back. What happened back. there? What happened there? I just dropped out, mate. We dropped out again, too. Oh, OK. All over the place. Righto. Well, um, thanks for joining us on this episode of uh, Radio Hot Lap uh, yeah. International. <laughs> Any tech news for us, mate? Did you hear about... Um, uh, you, you've got all the results. You've been on to uh, Natsoft. Yes. Yeah, saw that. Scaphy one, yeah. Jack second. Yeah. Got all that. Yeah. Yeah, got all that. Well, is there yep. any, yeah, we saw that this morning. Anything else? Beautiful. Well, uh, no, that's about it. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah, Scotty won, so that was it. was a good race, though. Lounsey did very well to get up into third, right on the last lap. Was it an interesting race to watch? Kelly. Was it an interesting race to watch, or was it uh, sort of, sorry, come back at midnight? No, it was fairly... Pre- <laughs> a big incident on the first lap, um, a third corner, 
where a couple of the young guns um, tangled up somewhat. Um, it was fairly processional, but... Uh, it always is Right there. at the end there, Scafie was pulling out the lead like you wouldn't believe. I think he had his eyes on, nobody was close to him, and he was pulling out about half a second to lap. I mean, he was really going for it, and, and he, you know, I think he ended up about eight points something in front seconds in front at the end. Well he won the round two weeks earlier at Eastern Creek and that's an amazing turnaround because if you'd been at Winton a few weeks before that he fell off the road like 13 times in a race it was just it was, I've, we've never seen, know, yeah. seen, seen well, it was a very very amazing turnaround you're right but uh, he certainly got back into it now I think it's probably partly that um, that their car's now on a, uh, absolute par with the uh, with the toll uh, cars but also I think um now that all the business with Walkinshaw and the team ownership and all the rest of the stuff's been sorted out, and it's a bit that he can just concentrate on driving. So, uh, no, good on him. It was a good, good result. Well, we better hang this up because this, um, this hands-free phone is uh, now making uh, beeping battery noises and um, it's going to cut, oh, you wonderful. Up, cut you off in a minute. So we'll let you get back to uh, dinner on the other side of the world and uh, we'll go and wrap up the show and uh, well, I'll go uh, kick... I'll go kick this freeloader off at Victoria yeah, and, uh, Station. I'll get on iTunes uh, tomorrow and... Uh... And what? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and see you later. Uh, and see you later. He's not gonna gift you. He wouldn't be gifting us anything, would he? Thanks, JP. Yeah, he's yeah. going to get on iTunes tomorrow and... Uh... Uh, episode 59. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up soon. Uh, just one other thing, just have a look, look quickly. Look here at NatSoft. Um, Calder Park is the um, 944... Um, challenge there that uh, Amber Anderson's having to drive in and she's not having as good a weekend as she uh, would probably like 11th uh, there in qualifying and um, practice rather and qualifying mm, uh, 14th so yeah, have to wait and see how it goes uh, anyway you know it's just the fortunes of motorsport as we said Scafie was in the toilet well there you go a big weekend here in the UK British Touring Cars Championship at Alton Park um MotoGP at Donington and the Goodwood Festival of Speed all happening on at this um, this side of the um, this side of the pond. That's about it. It is about it because it's time to time to go. Have you been listening to the Autosport podcast? That's very good. Henry, Henry Hope Frost is a mate of mine. Um, does a very good job. Good, good. Very good job. Another, well, great, another, great, another great show to listen to. It is. And uh, as, uh, as we said last week, there's uh, the little Microsoft website we did to support uh, the Auto Orlando Sport team. Interestingly, on the, po- on the podcast front, on a global basis, the Formula One teams are no longer permitted to produce podcasts at the track. Why is that? Without lining Bernie's pocket. <laughs> so any podcast, any podcast they do, they actually have to do off, off track and outside the race weekend. So all the interviews and so forth that the Renault F1 thing used to have after the race, um, they now can't use anymore, which, the, is, which is a real pity. What was I going to say? Oh, yes. Have a look at photos from uh, our Le Mans uh, escapade at uh, hotlap.com.au. Down the bottom, you'll find a graphic saying, take you to the place. And, uh, Indeed. It's all good. Big shout-out, too, to our mates uh, Malcolm and Co from um, dailysportscar.com. If you want to keep up to date with the sports car world, go to his site. Um, DailySportsCar.com. That's absolutely great, isn't it? Like, they do an hour-by-hour hour, uh, analysis of the race there with pictures. And also, if you want to listen, um, you can go to the Radio Le Mans podcast because they've also got that... Uh, yeah, you can go back and listen to uh, listen to the entire race. But, uh, yeah, no, if you are a bit of a sports car nut, it would be the best £35, $50, whatever. I can't remember what all the 
all the different uh, uh, what it is in all the different uh, all the different countries. This, as uh, as Michael was saying, it's frightfully frightfully reasonable. Yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> and have a nice cup of tea. But right you know, I just I did oh. notice. I did notice here when I look at the, uh, one more at the thing. Radio Le Mans, yeah, one more thing, Radio Le Mans um, podcast, that it looks like it's, it just, I don't know, no, they're all different, yeah, they're all different. There's a heap of them, how many have they done? Yeah, it's the whole, uh, the whole, everything. They've the whole, maybe, every piece of, 45 it, podcasts. If so. you're, if you are a diehard anorak and you want to re-listen to every minute of the entire race, if that's the case, I feel sorry for you, um, but you can. But I suggest you re- probably start listening from hour 21 because it does get pretty interesting. There. It does get interesting from there on in. Yeah, and um, and you can find there's a link there on that uh, Auto Auto Sport uh, race site. So, as I said, hotlap.com.au. See the graphic at the bottom of the Porsche and jump onto it from there. There you right. go. All right, mate. Well, I don't know where I'll see you next. Uh, no, I'm off, to, uh, I'm off to Germany on Monday to... Um uh, for more news, which will uh, fill you in on a uh, future episode of Radio Hot. Oh, stuff to do with Super League. One can't say. No, one can't say, but you can say that you might be doing something with it. Maybe so. But <laughs> and then um, I've got the wedding after the, the, the race, and we might even catch up with you at the south of France. Hopefully, if your uh, hopefully if your bags turn up at some point in time. Um, I don't want them back now. If your bags turn up, then I get a brand new um, HD video camera and. <laughs> Bag, bag, what bag? I haven't seen a bag. British Airways, no, 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 no. Yes, they really do have a um, a bit to answer for. And uh, I, whilst I did speak to the, the, the one of the more senior global um, customer service reps this week, who was uh, terribly um, uh, apologetic about it all and promised that he would send me an email detailing everything we talked about uh, right then and there four days later, nothing has, uh, has turned up. So, it's um, not your spam filter, is it? No, I've checked that too, so, you know, there's no love going on there. Oh well. Where is the love? Alright. See you viewers. See you viewers. Cheers.